You bet you are. Mad Russian is here with me, and uh, Cowboy Dan is not with us today. Um, he had to attend a funeral, so our thoughts with Cowboy Dan. He's okay. He's fighting fit, and uh, he'll be back on deck next week, unless Mad Russian really enjoys his time here over the next couple of hours and says to the bosses, you know what, I'd like to uh, work every Sunday with Chris. I always enjoy coming in on Sundays. Is there a bus? Well, I don't want to work seven days, is the part. I'll be working seven days soon. Oh, you're normally at home on the couch with Sophie That's on it. a Sunday. It's my day off, but I'm happy to be in here. I always enjoy doing my Sunday. Sofa, all right? It's nice and calm. Yeah. Sofa's yeah. on the sofa by herself. Saw her this morning. So. Okay. Well, that's Brekkie. good. It was nice. Oh, lovely. Nice. Yeah. Do you know what happened to my brekkie? So on a Sunday, right, okay, and we're going to go to Albie Tellerico very shortly for the X-Files, the Albie Files, all right? Uh, a bit kooky, Albie. He's a bit left field, but we'll, we'll chat to him. My breakfast, before we get to Albie, right, uh, my breakfast this morning. So I go for a swim, come back, and I have a bit of cereal, and then I have a cup of tea and some toast, and I take the toast with me in the car, and I sort of eat that on the way here, right, Lovely. just to save myself a, a few minutes. Every minute's yeah. crucial on a Sunday morning. So I'm walking out the garage and I'm juggling my notes, I'm juggling my phone, my keys, my little bag, my cup of tea, a plate on top of that, my toast, it's on top of each other, and I've got to push the garage door up as well, boom, gone, all comes kaput, all goes down. And tell me why, when toast drops on the floor, it always uh, goes butter, honey down on Murphy's the dirt. Law. Gone, so I'm a bit hungry. Albie Tellerico, he's a uh, director of the Newtown Jets, and one of our uh, questions we're throwing out there to all listeners, Albie, today is favourite old grounds. It doesn't have to be an old ground, just favourite rugby league grounds anywhere in the world. Before you get to your Albie files, your X-Files, without it being Henson Park, what else have you got? Leichhardt Oval. Yeah. One of the great grounds of Sydney. It was one of the places where I've, I've probably seen uh, as much rugby league there as what I've seen at Henson Park. Yeah. Uh, Leichhardt was just a special place for a couple of reasons. You know, whenever St George played Balmain there, we, we were able to go, and it wasn't too far from home, which was good. It was pretty much in a straight line, and that was easy for, you know, in those days for mum and dad to track you, so to speak, but you had to get three buses to get there. It was worth every every inch of it. But there's, very, there's something special about the hill at Leichhardt Oval, and many journalists probably haven't experienced, but it's, you know, putting your hand above your eye or your eyebrows and things like that because you want to keep the sun out. You've got your cap on, and as you get older, of course, you go with other mates, but it's a beautiful hill and, and it holds a lot of people. And throughout the 80s in particular, 81, I spent a lot of time there watching the Tooth Cup. And I was on the other side, the western side, when I was a, a young St. John Ambulance Brigade or Zambuck, they used to call them, first aid attendant. So I got the best seat of the house and I got to see uh, South play Cronulla there. And the crowd there that, that particular night was, I think, 20,700. It holds the record above any Balmain crowd, which is quite ironic when you think about it. Uh, but it is a special place, and uh, the grandstand, they've now done some more uh, work to it. They've got a great corporate area there now. But it's still, you know, you've got the great canteens downstairs beneath the scoreboard, mm. the the walk from Mary Street, the light rail that you can get there now. It's just, and the, and the walk down, it's just, it's fantastic. Laurie's Corner, of course. And, and going back to Balmain and, and mentioning that, even though I wasn't a Balmain fan, Laurie Nichols, it just mm. says it all, really. Yeah, I remember it uh, vividly. Laurie there at the, the bottom of the stand there at the uh, the western side of the ground with the singlet on or singlet off just doing those shadow boxing. And uh, those memories are etched in my mind. 
because I went there many, many, many times, Leichhardt Oval, um, because I used to go with my dad there. So this would have been in the 80s or even late 70s. And we had um, the Tooth Cup. We had the National Panasonic Cup. It was the Amco Cup as well. And generally before that, you had the Commonwealth Bank Cup. So you'd have... You know, Correct. My, and Absolutely. My, I remember going there, my school, Parramatta Maris Brothers. I must have gone there, I reckon I would have been eight or nine or ten and my mum took me along to watch uh, the senior school play in the Commonwealth Bank Cup final. And I had to put my pyjamas on underneath my Morris Brothers tracksuit so I could get straight into bed when I got home because it was quite a late night. Um, way back when. Yeah, some good times at Leichhardt. Uh, Paramat says Cumberland Oval pre the 1981 burn down, of course. Uh, I've got another one here. <laughs> Christopher, lovely to hear dulcet tones on a Sunday. Fave old ground, Lavington Oval at Albury. Or North Sydney Oval. Need more games back there when they're not in my part of the town uh, in Gosford. That's from Tex from the Central Coast. All right, uh, Albie, we could uh, reminisce all day about uh, favourite old rugby league grounds. You are going to talk some uh, numbers now. I believe you're going to talk about grand final opponents or teams that have had the wood on each other. Yeah, absolutely. We'll go back to 1954. And what I've tried to break it down is to teams that have played in consecutive grand finals or within a few years and just not been able to beat the opponents. It, from 1954, South played Newtown on two occasions and Newtown had some fantastic players in their side. Gordon Clifford, most people wouldn't know who he was, but he was the second best fullback against a guy called Clive Churchill. And on both occasions, Newtown could not take the premiership. Things could have changed definitely around Newtown around that particular time. We then go to the 1960s and the trifecta of grand finals between St George and West, 61 and 62. And of course, we know in 63 where Jack Gibson walked into the shed and said, boys, we've got no chance. So let's see if we can slog it out. And of course, referee Darcy Lawler telling Johnny King where to place the ball and how he jumped up and said that he wasn't held and scored the try for St George to win 8-3 that day. And that a fantastic photo between Norm Proven. We then jump into the 1970s, Manly and Cronulla, the Insula Peninsula versus the Shire. They played three grand finals. Now, one was a replay. There was one, two wins for Manly and a draw. Both occasions, of course, Manly took the biscuits on, on those occasions. And Cronulla were no shrinking violets. They gave as good as they got and they tried very hard, but it wasn't to be. In the 1980s, again, this time Manly copped the dangerous thing. They just couldn't, could not beat the side from your area out there at Parramatta, the Mighty Eels in 82 and 83. Only for it to repeat again, 92 and 93, Brisbane had the wood over the Dragons. They just couldn't do it. In 93, Dragons had beaten Brisbane three times before the grand final to go down by eight points. Now, this, this last year, Storm played Penrith. And if the way things are trajecting just at the moment, it possibly could be a Storm and Penrith grand final. And you'd have to think, based on the numbers and based on everything, that could Storm have the wood on Penrith and go back-to-back, just like those other teams back from 1954. Well, there you have it. The Albie Files. Yeah, I like your work, Albie. You're coming up with a different theme each week. And I put the challenge out to you a few weeks ago, and you came up with some numbers and stuff. I thought, you're not going to do this every week. But sure enough, you've come up with something, a theme each and every week. What are you going to have for us for next Sunday? Next Sunday, we're going to really delve into history between 49 and 71 and talk about St. George and South Sydney. And it's going to take a few minutes, but we're going to try and put together a top 17 from those incredible sides 
that played in every single grand mm. final between them from 49 to 71. See, uh, Albie is an historian as well. So I was only born in 1970, so I won't know much about that, although I do know, obviously, the Dragons and, and Bunnies, they were... They were the dominant teams. And so Melbourne Storm were on 19. If they beat the Eels this week, that's 20 straight wins. Now that would equal, would it not, St. George Dragons. Of what year did they put 20 back-to-back? 1959, they went undefeated right uh, right throughout the whole competition. So let's not forget there was only eight sides, I think, in in 1959. So there wasn't as many games. But they went undefeated throughout the whole year. I mean, the, the opportunity for the Storm to take on Parramatta and beat them and, and beat the Sydney Roos- uh, the Eastern Suburbs Roosters as they were 1975 record is nothing short of amazing. And the fact that they've done it without the three amigos is, is even more amazing, which just goes to show that you can get players from wherever it is. It doesn't matter whether they're from the Brisbane competition or, or, or the New South Wales competition, and they form together and create a side. It's just something, something magical that's happening in Melbourne at the moment. All right, Albie, thanks, mate. Hey, you, uh, last week, you uh, you said you were going to get me a case of that Henson Park Ale or, or lager. Any luck there? Yeah, it's on its way. It will be there this week. <laughs> Good man. Well, in that case... Thanks to, thanks to the great boys of Filter. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, in that case, I do look forward to talking to you again next week, Albie, because there, there were uh, whispers going around that should that case of Henson Park lager not eventuate or materialise, you might not be part of the, the show anymore. Um, oh, but... That won't be a problem. I, <laughs> I've spoken to the great people at Filter, uh, second mention there, by the way, and they have said that they'll look after you, and I have made it specifically to Chris Warren. So be very careful. If you're not there and it comes, they'll probably just put it into glasses, walk away and take it in like I used to do in the old days. Oh, well, no, and in here, because Finchie comes in, uh, you've got... Um... You've got who else we've got coming in? Oh, like Sugar, Jimmy, Fletcher. Spud likes Never get yeah. into a shout with Brian Fletcher, honestly. Yeah, that too. No? Okay. Well, I better make sure it's, it's it's got my name all over it. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it, Albie. We'll talk again next week. Have a great afternoon. Great stuff. There is Albie Tellerico. And what do you think? Uh, has Melbourne Storm got the wood on Penrith? Hey, that's what Albie is suggesting with that piece there. I don't know so much. I mean, Melbourne, um, they aren't firing perhaps like they were, albeit they're still on a winning run. And you get the feeling that the Panthers, they've got another couple of gears, don't you? Um, stick around. We've got loads more coming up on NRL Match Day. Um, time flies when you're having fun. I hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon. I'm going to chat to uh, young Parramatta winger Hayes Dunster in the next hour. So uh, stick around. We'll do that next.